You're now listening to the Boys in the Booth podcast with your hosts, Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. New episodes every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Good evening. Welcome to episode 102 of the podcast. We are your hosts, Cody Abrams and Melbourne. Guys, the NHL season is underway and uh, we have seen some great things already to start the 21-22 campaign. Uh, So great to have hockey back. How are you guys doing? Doing well, guys, but you know, I I don't mean to sound ungrateful. I'm very happy to have hockey back in my life. I've been watching a ton, but the Devils have only played once. It's like (laughs) killing me. They they played one time on Friday and now they play tomorrow and Seattle. They played Seattle tomorrow. They've played five games already and the Devils are going into their second here. Weird, weird start to the season. Always feels like the Devils are the last team to start and they start on a six game homestand. So that's a little strange, too. I'll take that. That's nice. Anyways, it's been fun to have hockey back, though. So I'm I'm doing great. Yeah, dude. Uh, speaking of teams not playing like this week in fantasy. And by the way, I f- actually forgot when we were talking beforehand. We're going to have to do a quick little fantasy corner this episode and every episode going forward. But this week in fantasy, like I had uh, like 12 less games than my opponent because like some teams just weren't playing. So I don't understand like how they structure the schedule. But if that bites me in the ass when I'm like competing for a playoff spot, I'm going to have to give Gary Bettman a call and like say, hey, listen, man, like there's big dough on the line here, you know, $10 buy in, like, come on, big dough. So, uh, but yeah, no, overall, like things are good. Looking forward to this weekend. Uh, Case is coming up to join me in, in Toronto. So that should be fun. And uh, yeah, just overall, like things are good. We have hockey back. Uh, AM34 is making his season debut tonight uh, against the Rags. So that should be fun to watch as well. And yeah, just overall, it's good. So as you know from the title, and uh, I am going to send this back to Harp eventually, but as you know from the title, we're talking about the Calder Trophy this episode. And uh, we we talked about how we wanted to do this structure, but I mean, I was just thinking in my head, I didn't want this thing, you know, this episode to get, I don't know, didn't don't want it to seem like reused, recycled, whatever. So this is how I wanted to do it. Let me know if you guys are down for this, because I think it'd be super fun. Instead of each picking one guy... Uh, who we think is, you know, has a really good chance to win the Calder and then picking a dark horse pick like we have done in the past. We each pick two. I was thinking and I got this idea from uh, uh, TSN 1050 Overdrive. We do a six player snake draft um, of the, you know, so whoever gets first pick, you get to pick the guy who you think is the absolute most likely to win the Calder and so on. So if you get first pick, you get first and, and sixth. If you get second, you get second and fifth. And if you get third, you get third and fourth. So you guys, you guys down for that? And I'll do a random number generator to, to keep it, you know, to keep it uh, balanced here. What do you guys think? I think it's a interesting idea. Love a little, improv i suppose uh but honestly i think with the two guys that i was thinking nothing's gonna change for me yeah yeah no that's kind of like what i thought too so my first pick my first round pick is probably gonna be the guy who i thought had a really good chance to win the caller my second round pick might be a bit of a sleeper a dark horse um you know so it is similar structure but i thought we'd do the draft and uh, if you guys are down for that then i'll send it over to harper and we can kick start it and 
I guess I'll ask too, Harp, since, you know, you're going to kind of run this. What do you think? Like, should we do the fantasy corner first or at the end? Just kind of talk about like what happened in fantasy yeah. this week and, and whatever. So, yeah, let's talk. A little, let's talk a little fantasy for a couple minutes because we've got that going, as you mentioned. And then, uh, yeah, let's do the sneak draft with uh, the, the six picks. I love it. Okay, let's get into it then. Why don't I mean? Perfect. I I feel like I'm the one eager to talk about fantasy here. I got shit pumped in both of my leagues this week, so I wanted to just put it out there. Uh, in our league in particular, which is going to be the focus of the fantasy uh, corner, obviously. I mentioned like I had way less games, and Remy kicked the shit out of me. He beat me by like 40 points. So that was something that you know hopefully never happens again. But as I'm looking at it this week, I am projected to absolutely smash. Corey by about a hundred points so I mean maybe he doesn't have his lineup set yet but I am projected to just you know bend him over so I'm looking forward to that uh, anything exciting this week guys in fantasy for you man I lost last week by eight points and you'll never guess who the difference maker was for uh, Allen's team it was Officer Bob in Florida no won way. his week for him. He had 19.4 points. It was absolutely ridiculous. I, I can't believe it at all. I hate it. Wow. <laughs> big uh, big win over the Islanders over the weekend for Florida. Sam Bennett with a hat trick in that game, by the way. So whoever in our fantasy league has him, for example, is uh, is uh, doing pretty good. Yeah, but, uh, and whoever, whoever shit-talked Sam Bennett as a second-line center and thought Connor Verhage <laughs> would take a step back should probably out themselves right They're now. They're three games into the season or something. <laughs> Let's all relax. If you have Sam Bennett in our fantasy, you should probably sell him right now. Very high value. But anyway, oh, I, I also wanted to mention to you, Harp, I know we were talking about this uh, before as well, but yeah. I, I have uh, Rasmus Dahlin and I benched him for Jacob Truba and Jacob Truba put up like one and a half points or something and Dahlin put up like six. So I lost by about mm-hmm. nine points. That would have put me not quite over the edge, but very close and, and at least much closer than I was. So I was a bit disappointed in that. So I won't be benching Dalene for Truba going forward. I'll say that. Yeah. And no, absolutely I, not. I will say that JT Miller is my dad. Yes. I love JT Miller. In two games, he had a goal and three assists, freaking six hits and two blocks and seven shots. <laughs> Man, what did I what did I say to you at the start of the year? Like JT Miller, I had him last year in fantasy. I have him in my other league this year. That guy's a fantasy animal. You're gonna love him, and obviously he, you do. He got more points than my my top two picks combined this yeah. week. And he plays center and wing, which is so great in fantasy. Yeah, so yeah I slot him in at left wing, and then he wins 10 face-offs for me. Yeah, so <laughs> Well, guys, and for me, I did lose in week one to the Danbury Thrashers, whoever that is in uh, in our league. Any idea? Like, I, it's, I, I'll tell you who it is. It's Dylan Finley. Dylan Finley and if, yeah. Dylan, okay. if Dylan's listening here, like, this is... First of all, it's a Danbury Trashers. I don't know if he's like doing Sorry. a play on words. No, no, no. That's the the actual team name, but he has them named the Thrashers. So I don't know if he misinterpreted okay. the name or like if he's trying to make a joke, but like I feel like it's not. It's just the he messed up or something. But Dylan yeah. Oh my god, him and I have been sending the dumbest trades to each other, like just shit that will never go through. Like he wants Pasternak for like, I don't know, some like fourth line player. Like it's just a joke. So Dylan He has sent like a million transactions to everyone. I swear to God, this is all he's been doing the last two weeks. Like talking to Luke, 
who's my boss and is in this pool and he's like who is dylan and why does he keep sending me so many trades <laughs> he loves it man but like there's always that one guy in a fantasy league who just wants to do deals all the time and they're ridiculous it's yeah. always the way it goes that's right i did a deal with luke actually and we should probably wrap up this fantasy corner and get into our sure. snake draft but i did a deal yeah. with luke this week and i got uh, morgan riley in return for, uh, I think it was Truba, who I sent the other way, and uh, someone else. So I got another oh. Leaf, you know, so and that's, that's I'm all. I'm glad you said and someone else or Luke's kicked out of this fantasy pool. Well, <laughs> well, you know what, Case? I think I still won the deal by a long shot because I was going to drop the player that I sent. Actually, I think it was Yanni Gord, and he was out. And then I'm pretty sure Luke dropped him, but I have to double check all that. I don't know. But yeah, anyways, I think I flee. Well, I, uh, I am projected to beat your brother-in-law there, Chad, uh, Mr. Cam Murray. So, uh, we'll, uh, we'll have to see how that goes, but, uh, yeah, Owen won to start the season boys. So anyway, it's been fun so far though. I'm glad we did it. Yeah. Perfect. All right, let's do this. So, Chad, get your uh, your generator going there, and uh, we will get this uh... power out. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not that kind of generator case. Okay. Okay. Um, one sec. Let me pull it up, and I'll just yeah get that going. And um. Okay. Here yeah, we go. And then we'll. Okay. Perfect. So, um, just for simplicity here. Uh, Harper, you're going to be number one. Casey, you're number two. I'll be number three, and I'll do it like that. So generate numbers between one and three. So let's see. First one okay. is one. So, Harper, you have the first overall pick. Okay. Second. So, hold on. Second. Okay, sorry. Is three. I have the second pick, and Case, you have the third pick. I swear Just every fantasy. time. Yeah, every, every time. time. Casey last. <laughs> every single time. I promise. Like, you could. I should have screen recorded that. So you trust me. I swear to God, I'm not doing it on purpose. Yeah, but there must be some other field that you never show. Yeah. That it's like, it's a trick generator, and yeah. you always put Casey's name in there. Yeah. yeah. I'm a screen recording, but just one screen. You can't see the other screen. <laughs> Okay, so Harp, you're up. Alrighty. So with the first pick in our uh, Calder Trophy, I guess, um, you know, projections draft here, I'll, I'll go with uh, Cole Caulfield of the Montreal Canadiens. I know that uh, the Habs have had a, a rough start to the season, but I think uh, for me, in my eyes, it's it's the most obvious pick at number one and just uh, looking forward to seeing him pick up where he left off last year towards the end of the season and in the playoffs. So again, Montreal's had a bit of a slow start, but uh, I think Caulfield is going to heat up here. So uh, I'm going with him as my first pick. I, I mean, I think it's a good pick. Right? I think that is the first pick. Yeah. You know, I, I think everyone was going to pick him first if they yeah. had number one, because it's <laughs> kind of the, the obvious pick, I'd say. He's got the best odds. He already has the NHL experience playing in the playoffs last year where he absolutely lit, up, lit it up. He's kind of the guy they're looking at to score in Montreal. So I think everything points towards him winning. Yeah, yeah for and, sure. And Case, you mentioned the odds. Like, And I'll just go through those quick while I have them in front of me. I'll do the top six because that's you know our draft here. So Cole Caulfield is number one. Trevor Zegras is number two. Spencer Knight is number three. Lucas Raymond of the Wings is number four. Moritz Sider also of the Wings is number five. And Alex Nedeljkovic, Case, I hope you don't pick him because you can't pronounce his last name, uh, also of the Wings is at number six. So uh, honestly, like Caulfield is the guy to pick. And if he 
gets a lot of minutes and he's able to score a bunch of goals, I think it's his to lose really at this point. But yeah. All right. So, Chad, you've got the second pick. So let's have it. (sighs) Okay, I'm going to go with Moritz Sider. (laughs) I knew (laughs) I knew Casey wanted him. I knew it, man. Uh, But yeah, I'm going to go with Moritz Sider. And I guess that probably leaves Casey with Trevor Zegers at three. But Moritz Sider, like this guy has been tearing it up overseas. Like he's finally come to the NHL. He's fully developed now after playing a handful of seasons against men in Europe. And uh, he's ready to take his game to another level here at, at the North American uh, level here on this ice. So Moritz Sider, he played 23 minutes in his home or in his season opener the other day. Like if this guy continues to play 20 plus minutes a night, he's going to get every opportunity to show just how good of a defenseman he is both offensively and defensively. And Like personally, I don't think Cider is going to be a guy who's able to put up a point per game or like nearly a point per game like, uh, you know, the last defenseman who won the Calder Trophy and Kale McCarr. But I do picture him putting up a good enough season to compete with numbers of Aaron Ekblad, who was the previous defenseman to win the Calder Trophy with like, you know, half a point a game. Like if Mort Sider could put up 40 points a game and, you know, like be decent defensively, I I really think he has a great shot to win this trophy. Yeah, I know. That was absolutely who I was going to pick as my my actual who I think is going to win it. Like, yeah. Regardless of Cole Caulfield, I, th- I thought Moritz Sider's going to win this. You know, looking back at some of the history of voting in the Calder, it's actually very defensive heavy and it doesn't necessarily matter based off points. It's he's going to play a lot in Detroit. He's kind of their go to guy. He's getting second power play time right now, but I expect him to be on that first power play unit soon. And in two games, he already has three apples and has played 21 and a half minutes and was the SHL defenseman of the year last year at 19. Like, yeah. this is full on the guy I expect to win the Calder. So you can take that generator and shove it right <laughs> up your ass. <laughs> Yeah, no, Cider, that's a great pick. Uh, finally, we get to see him, right? Like, it feels like we've been waiting on him for forever. And and uh, this is, like, the first, like, stud defenseman, I think, that Detroit has had in a while. And so he's a great pick, uh, really talented D-man, skates so smoothly down the ice. And, uh, yeah, it's a great pick. He, he He'll be in it for sure. Yeah. All right, Casey, All right, number well, three. Yeah, I've got some absolute scrambling to do here because I don't know <laughs> who to pick now. And uh, since you took my guy, I, I got I to gotta drop who I was going to take as my dark horse. Uh, and I am going to take Zegers, but I'm not going to take him right now because I don't really like him that much. So I'm going to take him as the second pick. And I'll go ahead and take Lucas Raymond at third because uh, for the same reasons as cider i think that he's got a good chance just because he's gonna be playing first line minutes in detroit he's been on the first power play he's got the experience in the shl where he put up decent points and the year before that he put up decent points so he's been playing against men for a while and you know i i tend to lead towards the guys with either khl or shl experience rather than a you know ncaa or or uh chl guy just because of that experience against professional athletes and i i like raymond um he's my second favorite swede in that draft after lucas or uh, alex holtz who <laughs> would be on this if he made the team right out of camp but honestly i expect holtz to score about 10 points in three games in the ahl and get the call up right away uh 
Yeah, back to Raymond. You know that this guy can snipe. He can wheel. He's he's kind of like the full package, and you're going to kind of expect the same sort of production out of him as you did uh, Robertson last year, or or maybe not Krill level, but but up there. You you want to see him close to a point per game, and and he's got the opportunity to do that in Detroit when he's going to be getting a lot of ice time and ozone starts. Yeah, it, the thing is, like when it when it comes to picking a Calder, uh, you know, trophy winner, it really and I think we say this every year. It really comes down to opportunity. And you're right, Case. Like he's going to get a ton of opportunity in Detroit, who is still, you know, towards the end of the rebuild, at least in terms of like picking, you know, their guys in the draft. But you know, just just overall, I think it's a good pick, and and the opportunity is going to be there for him. So I think it totally makes sense. I wasn't going to go with with Raymond. I think I would have preferred Zegris, but I mean, three and four that makes sense. So um, you know, it's apples and oranges at this point. But yeah, you know, good pick, man. O- overall, definitely a good pick. Yeah, really good pick. He was someone that I was actually thinking about maybe taking with the first pick i just i really like the player i thought he looked absolutely fantastic for the wings in the preseason um scored a couple of just outstanding goals and uh he's got a just a laser of a shot um you know arguably the the most talented player out of that 2020 draft class and uh yeah he's going to be a star in this league and so it's a great pick Okay, case number four then. Yeah, you know, actually a little bit of a toss-up for me because I do still like the idea of picking a defenseman here. Uh, But, you know, I was thinking Bowen Byron, but honestly, I don't know what sort of opportunity he's going to get in Colorado based off uh, minutes just because the team is so good. But you have to expect he's also going to get a few secondary apples you know to add to his stat line just because he's gonna be passing to such great players on colorado but i am gonna pass him up and i'm gonna take the guy i already spoiled here and trevor trevor so i'll take him at number four um you know he's got the second best odds for a reason he absolutely lit up the ahl last year we've seen what he can do in preseason we saw you know uh, um couple nasty little breakaway moves he has in in uh, practice he got a little nhl experience last year hit that like 24 mark where he doesn't burn a contract season or uh yeah contract season and he doesn't get disqualified as a rookie so uh, i like seeing that experience here three goals and 10 assists in 24 games that's pretty decent stuff and then absolutely tore it up in the world juniors so i expect this guy to be coming in with a little bit of an ego uh not just because he's an american um but also because he's coming off a pretty pretty big high of last season so i like uh i like what he can do and it's another guy who's going to get a big opportunity in anaheim because i mean who else yeah exactly that that's that's the point right it's like who else i mean you do need some supporting guys to to help you out but if you're going to be given the minutes like first power play and you know top six minutes and i mean that opportunity is going to be there and he's a talented enough player and i think he's also a bit more tenacious than some of these other rookies as well i mean it, it depends who we're talking about here but the guy doesn't play an easy game like he's not an easy guy to play against he's kind of an asshole and I think you know that when that translates to the NHL level especially as a rookie and you've kind of got this chip on your shoulder you know I could definitely see him having a good year and kind of making a big impact into the league similar to a guy like Brady Kachuk yeah and 
EA sports terminology out of your mind here, but he is a two-way forward in, in the way that he plays the game. He can play in his own zone for sure, and he is a little gritty compared to some of the other guys on this list. So uh, for that, I do like him. I just have a bad taste in my mouth from him, from uh, the World Juniors, honestly, watching him. is just kind of had that that American arrogance, I'll say yeah. it. Like, the American yeah. listeners are not happy with that, but... <laughs> It's just the way they are on that World Junior and that national development team. And uh, like I'll admit it, Jack Hughes has it too. So uh, anyways, you know, I think he's in a he's going to be a good player. And, and it starts right now and is his first true season in the NHL. Yeah, not much more to, to say about Zegris. He's uh, the talent is off the charts. He's got the, the silky smooth hands and the great shot. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, just hate the the confidence and everything and and the swagger that he has but that's what makes him a, such a great player so uh yeah I, I in my opinion he's the second best to to caulfield to to win the calder trophy this season so yeah good pick case yeah and so moving on to number five now and and that's who i have to pick i mean there are a couple other guys yep. on anaheim here who could you could make an argument for, you know, maybe them having decent odds to win the Calder Trophy. I'm looking at Jamie Drysdale on the back end and also Mason McTavish up front too. So a couple Score, other... Scored in his first NHL game. That's right. A couple other high picks for this Anaheim team. Like they're going to be young. They're going to be fast and, and fun. And I mean, I don't really know what they're doing right now. I, like they're one of those, another team that's kind of in purgatory, kind of stuck in the middle. Are they rebuilding? Like, should they get rid of John Gibson or should they keep him? Like, who knows? But it, they will be a fun team to watch because of all the young talent. So, yeah, definitely a couple other guys you could make an argument for. Um, one honorable mention that I wanted to get out here just because I said it to Case the other day. Uh, I'm not taking this player, but definitely an honorable mention. Vasily Podkolzin. I mean, this this Russian forward uh, of the Vancouver Canucks came in and and ripped one in his first game. And listen, like this guy's played in the KHL over the last couple years, and Vancouver is finally getting to see you know what this guy's made of. I believe he was picked tenth overall back in 2019, and so it's yep. just he, he's a guy who you know he's a high pick, but stayed in Russia for a bit. You can argue whether that's good for his development or not, but at the end of the day, he was playing against men like he's seems to be physically matured so we'll see what he can do offensively and maybe he'll be a bit of a surprise uh for the canucks like nils hoglander was last year so that's one guy i wanted to give an honorable mention just to. quick yeah quick comment ahead. on him before you you get your your pick in yep. um what i will say is that he's going into this season and he there's two ways that this can go he he disappointed uh, in the KHL. You know, he already had one season under his belt, and you're kind of thinking, okay, well, this is where he's going to turn the corner and start putting the puck in the net a lot more. Didn't really happen, and then we kind of had very high expectations for him in the World Juniors, and also not really where he, we wanted him to be uh, last year. But uh, you know, there's there's two things that can happen here. He can take that, and he can be motivated and come in and and rewrite the narrative and have a big first nhl season or you can continue on with what's been in the past so that's all up to him and um we'll see what he can do yeah i will say on pod coles and you're right case like the journey to the nhl has not been easy played in the khl for two seasons his production wasn't great and uh you know we can talk about like the minutes he got in the khl we know that the khl is notorious for not playing their young players i think he averaged about 12 minutes a night or yeah something. also on the the best team or one like the top 
one of the top two teams. Exactly. And also, I will say, uh, during the peak of COVID in last year's KHL season, his entire team had the virus, including him. So, like, that's something to battle back from as well. So, all of those factors are working against Vasily Podkolzin. And that's sort of why, you know, my justification for not picking him in the top six. But he does have the seventh best odds to win this trophy. And I don't think anyone would be completely shocked if he put up a decent season, surprised some people, and was in the running to, uh, you know, compete for the Calder. So, honorable mention there. Um, but number five pick. In case, if I don't know if you liked the Pod Colson pick or not, but you're certainly not going to like this one. Uh, my number five pick to win the Calder Trophy is 26-year-old Toronto Maple Leaf Michael Bunting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Harper was going to pick him for sure, so I thought I'd, I'd snag him. So Bunting does not have great odds to win the trophy, uh, but. As we've mentioned multiple times already and on previous Calder uh, Trophy episodes, opportunity matters so much. And I just think that Michael Bunting, if he gets an opportunity to play in the top six, which he is tonight, by the way, slotted in with JT and Willie Nylander on that left wing. So if he continues to have this opportunity, continues to put goals in the net, I think he seriously has a chance to win the Calder Trophy at 26 years old. What are your thoughts, guys? I, I think that you only brought this up to get me going and get a little content out of me because, first of all, I'm already sick of Michael Bunting just hearing his name so much from the media and living in this part of Ontario and from talking to you. And Harper's got a man crush on him for sure. Um, so I'm already sick of him, first of all. Also, how are you allowed to win the Calder at the 26 years old? And this is his third attempt at the NHL. Three years he's made an attempt at the NHL you're gonna let him win the Calder come on yeah yeah he's gonna get a great opportunity in Toronto compared to Arizona but my god that's frustrating to me like if he wins it this year I'll never care about the Calder again (laughs) do do we think that if if Bunting put up the exact same number of points in in the same number of games same goal same same assist whatever just hypothetically as a younger player like Caulfield or Zegras they would take age into account or would like like we don't really know how uh, the NHL decides that right so yeah there's there's a few things that uh count it's like um offensive point share defensive point share are taken into consideration also it's voting and i'm pretty yeah. sure that guys are not going to vote for a 26 year old if it's the exact same points especially when bunting's going to be playing on a good team compared to anaheim mm-hmm. and uh it's sort of the yeah. same situation with the mvp voting right because a lot of the times it's not the guy playing for the best team that's going to get the mvp voting it's a guy like taylor hall who absolutely carried the devils the one year so yeah I think that they would try, they would probably sway towards Zegers, but it's also he's a Toronto Maple Leafs player, and it's probably just good clout and media attention for the NHL. So maybe they would. Yet, okay, yes, case that would be good attention, but the writers are notoriously against giving awards to Maple Leafs unless they it's a statistical category. Like I don't think we'll ever see a Leaf win a Salkie. I feel like there were a handful who probably should have in the past. I don't think we'll see a Leaf win, you know, I don't think Matthews will win an MVP if Connor McDavid is, you know, if they have a very similar year. I think it's just, you know, so I think it goes both ways in terms of that Leafs bias. Yeah, well, 
They'll be getting some hate mail if he wins it this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Chad, love the pick. Obviously, you know how I feel about this player. Uh, but yeah, the fact, you know, he's 26 years old. I mean, that's the fact. And and uh, like Case mentioned, you know, it's it's going to be one of these other guys like a, a Caulfield or a Zegers who like are driving the play for for their teams. You know, Bunting is... Uh, just going to be a wingman on in the top six and uh you know he's going to get the puck fed to him and yeah. have opportunities to put it in the back of the net so anyway i, I will say pick, you know what i've i've watched two leafs games so far this year and i've absolutely loved the way he plays getting yeah. to that net yeah. and kind of being feisty and he's gonna have like a million shots this season because he gets like four or five whacks at it before he gets his head taken off so i do love the way he plays honestly i'd probably be a fan of the guy if it wasn't for you two so um <laughs> I hope he has a good season, but if he wins the Calder, I'm going to be nauseous. So, like, I, I, I mean, this is the last thing I'll say on him. But like, what if he gets like 60 points somehow? Like, <laughs> could you imagine? Like, and and Zegers or someone gets 50. Like, you can't not give it to him because he's 26. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm picking him. Like, I think there's a legitimate chance that even if he's not driving the play and he's just, you know, me go to net with stick on ice type guy, like, <laughs> like I think, you know, he has a real good shot. So anyway. Yeah. Oh, the, like the amount of fans that are just going to be absolutely livid like Case will be if a 26-year-old wins it. It's like we already had this with Artemi Panarin. There was some debate about even Kaprizov winning it last year. Like, oh, my God. It's like we're back to this again if he wins it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways. Okay. So uh, the sixth pick, that's me to to wrap it up. And uh, we kind of mentioned him a little bit earlier. And uh, so obviously I, I took a forward, but I want to take this defenseman that we mentioned on the Anaheim Ducks and that's Jamie Drysdale. I'm going to take him with my last pick. And again, just what we've been talking about on this podcast so many times is opportunity. And uh, this guy has a real opportunity with the Anaheim Ducks. And I'm not necessarily thinking about like the start of the season where, yes, he is quarterbacking the number one power play unit right now. I believe he is. Um, But like especially after the trade deadline, what is this back end going to look like for this team? Because as Elliot Friedman put it, they could be some real power brokers with the guys that they could deal at the deadline, specifically on the back end. And there's three big ones right there. Hampus Lindholm, Cam Fowler, and Josh Manson. And so if, let's say, two out of those three guys go at the deadline, man, like, automatically Drysdale becomes one of your top two defensemen. And, like, at that point could be playing, you know, 20 minutes a night or whatever. So um, real good opportunity for him. I think he's a really talented uh, player and um, I I, I like him as my second pick. What do you guys think? I think it makes sense. I mean, like you said, if they're willing to sell at the deadline and they sort of lean into this rebuild, retool, whatever you want to call it, and a couple names end up missing on that back end, 
he ends up playing 20 plus minutes a night, similar to a guy like Moritz Sider. Like the points are just going to come. And I think Drysdale is, is maybe even more offensively inclined than Sider is. So I think, you know, and especially passing to some other young, fast guys, you know, like McTavish and, and, uh, Zegris up front, who knows? Like I could definitely see it. I will say, I think, um, it's a bit more of a stretch to say that that he has a he has a great opportunity because currently there is a log jam uh, on the back end. I understand yeah. he's getting power play minutes and, and all of that, so that's great. But unless some of those guys move, I don't see him being able to play big minutes. Uh, you know, to to be able to put him in the conversation. But I do think there can be an argument for a guy like I mentioned earlier because he is you know super talented defenseman, and uh, you know he's I think he's going to have a great year regardless of how much he plays or where he plays in the lineup. So I think it's a decent pick for sure. Yeah, um, he reminds me of Ty Smith on the Devils last year, mm-hmm. kind of the opportunity that he was given. And uh, Smith ended with the seventh most votes um, or most points, I should say. Uh, and, and, you know, he he had a good season. I think it's going to be the same opportunity that Drysdale has. And hopefully as the year goes on, he gets more and more and more minutes, as you see with a lot of rookie defensemen. And it was kind of the same mentality that I had with Moritz um, when I wanted to take him because... <laughs> You know, Detroit, he's going to get a big opportunity. There's guys like Nick Letty on Detroit where I know they just picked him up, but he's probably going to be a trade piece near the deadline because that guy's played like 250 playoff games somehow. Oh, yeah. So you you expect that he's going to be out near the deadline and then Sider's going to get more playing time. It's the same thing as Drysdale. It's a great point to make. And um, I do like Drysdale, Canadian bias. So I I really hope he has a great season. And we know that he's a talented player and and can really eat minutes and has a good eye. And that first outlet pass is fantastic. So if he can be springing Zegers down the side and they can be putting up points together, that'd be great because they like goals better than assists. So Zegers will win it. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Good stuff, guys. And uh, I just want to say too, like perfect timing to, to drop this episode talking about Calder Trophy, uh, Calder Trophy candidates, excuse me, because on opening night, I wanted to mention, and we actually posted about this on our Instagram, that uh, three rookies scored their first NHL goals. We had Mason McTavish for Anaheim, Hendricks Lapierre for the Washington Capitals, another guy getting a great opportunity there with uh, Nick Backstrom out of the lineup, uh, and of course, Bowen Byram with just an absolute rip in that opening game uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. So anyway, just wanted to say that great timing to be talking about yeah. the rookies. Well, the the reason for this timing, and, and not a lot of people will know this. In fact, I don't know if you knew this, Hart, but Chad came to me at the side one time and he said, Case, I think that we should do the Calder um, episode a little later, if that's all right with you, because I keep getting embarrassed by picking players <laughs> that don't play in the NHL. And I said, <laughs> you know what? That's fair. <laughs> Zadina's finally a rookie in the NHL. So... Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's only fair, Chad. Yeah, right. absolutely. I, you know, what I wanted to mention was the fact that nobody picked a goalie between the three of us. So I thought about Swayman. I really yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, there are some good options. True. Like Swayman is one of them. Spencer Knight has the third best odds to win. And last year, 
I picked Ilya Sorokin to win the Calder Trophy. He had a phenomenal year, but he ended up not playing as much as I thought he would. So that could have been a really, like, that was a close one for a goalie. I don't know if a goalie has the best opportunity to win it this year, but I think there are some guys, at least in the conversation, and Swayman, I think, is number one because because he is the starting goalie now that Allmark faltered in in the preseason. And so they're going to be relying on him a lot. Whereas with the Panthers, Spencer Knight is the backup and Bobrovsky has been one of the best goalies to start the season this year. That's so. exactly what I was going to say. And it, you know, it, Swayman's situation reminds me of Nadelkovich last year, where um, he kind of eventually took that role as the starting goalie and is playing on a good team. And that matters when you're a goalie. And uh, Spencer Knight's going to be taking the back seat because apparently Officer Bob's ready to play like a four bajillion dollar goalie again. Yeah. Dude, like he he has had a few good games already and and like I don't want to spoil anything cuz it's super early, but even the fancy stats crew will say that he's been very good thus far. So in terms of goals saved above expected, I think he's top 3 right now in the NHL. So yeah. he's so- he's had a really good start. I didn't pick either of my initial guys I was coming in with now because Chad ruined that for me. And I, if we were just going to do like a dark horse, I was going to take Dawson Mercer, who played phenomenal in the preseason, made the team. Um, he's playing on a line with Tatar and Johnson, which was clicking really well in that first game. He got an apple in his first game and, and was kind of buzzing all over the place. And he's like the most notable, noticeable guy on the ice most nights when uh, – during the preseason at least and during the rookie competition he was just everywhere and a little bit of a pest last year he was the defensive forward of the year the selkie or not the selkie winner the selkie in the queue is actually sportsmanship which he also won so the guy nice he's a great competitor and um absolutely blew it up in the queue last year had seven goals and like 11 assists in nine games in the playoffs and i'm expecting him to take that in uh to a now offensively charged new jersey devils yep for sure totally and guys like before we end this off here i just want to say like this class of rookies this year is phenomenal so we've already mentioned like probably 10 names who at least have a shot to win it um and that's including some of the guys we just kind of threw out you know like dawson mercer and and jeremy swayman but like here are some of the guys we haven't mentioned so far at all uh alex newhook is one who depending on opportunity could have a really good year william eckland if he plays cole perfetti as well drafted a couple yeah. of years ago now one year older shane pinto arthur kaliev uh peyton krebs like there are a ton of good rookies in the nhl but again it all comes down to opportunity so you know we'll see how all of those players do but what a class this year like i'm just looking through it what a class and, and yeah. some really some really great stories as well. Like Case, you mentioned Mercer. I mean, I, I think that uh, you know that that was a, a bit of a surprise for for him to to make the Devils, and uh, uh, so he's a guy for sure. And then uh, Jake Neighbors, you know, another guy. Great to see uh, crack the St. Louis Blues lineup. I don't think he would be in the uh, Calder Trophy conversation, but like just again back to the point. Like they're just the infusion of rookies this season is just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Be great for the league, I'd say. Totally. Yeah, definitely. And uh Chad, by the way, Willie Macklin getting his first NHL point over the weekend. And uh, you know, 
that's a guy right there who's a bit of a dark horse for me because what's going to happen with Tomas Hurdle, uh, for example? So uh, really good opportunity for Eklund uh, there. Opportunity, our favorite word uh, in this uh, in this episode. So My, uh, my last guy yeah. to point out, Anton Lundell. That guy, I think. Yeah. Yes. Number 10 will shock you. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. Anton Lundell is a guy that I could see winning it, playing on a, a charged uh, Florida team and given a good opportunity there. He had 16 goals in 26 games in uh, Finland last year. Well, I think he's got a good opportunity. So he's kind of, I, I just like the way he plays. Case, like, great that you mentioned him. Like, how sick would it be to be him right now in Florida? The guy you're looking up to is from your country and is one of the best centermen in the National Hockey League in Sasha Barkov. And yeah. Lundell looks absolutely massive out there on the ice. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, like, talk about Barkov. That's exactly the kind of role model you want to look at. That's how Lundell yeah. wants to play. You know, countrymen, same position like what more could you ask for that's i mean i didn't even think about that but yeah that's totally relevant it's funny that you know that that's something we're talking about with a a 20 year old well it's still the the situation for other guys too in the league no matter how old you are dougie hamilton got to meet uh steve uh last uh last night or something like that or at the end of the game and that was his favorite player Growing up, he wore number twenty-seven after juniors. He he idolized Niedermeyer and finally got a, got to meet him and got his jersey signed. So it's like twenty-eight <laughs> years old and you're still idolizing guys and trying to play after them. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Chad, good stuff, man. This was uh, this was fun. Good idea. Yeah. Thank uh, thank Overdrive for that. They did a <laughs> they did a draft of I forget what they were even drafting for, but I stole the idea from them, so I'll give them credit because I know they're listening. Nice. Yeah. Thanks to the O Dog and and the boys from Overdrive. That's awesome. Uh, all right, guys. Good stuff. This has been episode 102. Thanks for listening. And uh, we should also say thank you uh, to our listeners for uh, listening our uh, to our uh, division preview episodes as well uh, before the start of the season. It's been great so far. Let's keep it going. And uh, we'll be back with you next week for episode 103. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Boys in the Booth with Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. New episodes every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Connect with the Boys in the Booth on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Boys in the Booth. Visit boysinthebooth.com for show details. And don't forget, you can become a patron of the podcast for just $1 a month at www.patron.com slash boysinthebooth.